here at Read Me Romance. I think we keep forgetting to say that. With TikTok famous Leah. I'm sorry. I'm not taking any interviews today, but I will discuss my royalty status. (laughs) (laughs) We're here this week with the second half of Kat Baxter's Rules of the Friend Zone. We are so excited to get the second installment, but first we're going to make you wait. We're going to make you work for it. And speaking of See work if they for slip it, out of the friend zone. Yeah. Speaking of work for it, we have just finished booking for season 10, which is 27 weeks long, which is just insane to think about it. It's like half a year. I know. It runs from January of 2022 until the end of July, like the first week in August. Bam. Which is like insane. I know, right? So we've booked for season nine, or we ju- we're about to finish season nine. We've got like two more books, I think, left after Cats. And then we yeah. have B.B. Reed and we have Jagger Cole. And I think that's Jagger's going to end the season for us. And then we're going to take a break until New Year. And so um, with season 10, there's so like having 27 authors email to be on the podcast is a lot <laughs> so you know like emailing back and forth like that gives me anxiety just thinking about it oh it's like it takes me usually about two or three days like all of the weeks will get booked in about 24 hours like yeah. because i have a list that goes through and if you ever want to be on the podcast feel free to send us an email at readmeromance at gmail.com and I just put it into a folder. And so when I go back and I pull those, I check to make sure, you know, they have books up and links and website and all that kind of stuff. And then I add them to the list. And so I send it out and it's really like an all call. It's whoever replies back. It is absolutely it. Like I put on the bottom of the email, I said, these spots will go fast. The ones that are the furthest out will go first. And it was July was like two minutes. It was gone. (laughs) I was just like, Okay, so that's that month done. done. And so then it's like, as it goes, it's convincing authors, like, you had to turn this in in six weeks from today. You okay with that? <laughs> you know? So it's that kind I mean, of thing. <laughs> I don't want to toot our own horn, but over the last few weeks, I've heard that we do some bumping when we do posts about books and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. which makes me excited that we're like... Yeah. Then we're doing that. You guys are listening and mm-hmm. you're buying the books and reading these authors when mm-hmm. we present them to you. It's exciting to me. Yeah. That it makes a difference, you know, like that. It actually means that we're doing something, which, you know, sometimes it just feels like we're sitting down and we're just having a chat. To, yeah. yeah. So when I see that and I hear that back and mm-hmm. people talking about it, I'm like, yep. oh, it's doing something people are listening i know and to hear, i never really believe anybody's listening to us i i hope they don't actually some days when i talk about or stuff. when somebody brings brings something up i said like in the group i'm like oh yeah, you're like oh fuck I-, I said that out loud <laughs> damn it oh speaking of like talking about books i wanted to mention um melanie moreland's the second in command i downloaded the book i got it when i went live i have not had a chance to listen to it yet but it's the second book after the boss that I talked about last week that I just love, love, loved. And so um, that series, all three of them are standalone, so you can read them at any time. And um, so, yeah, so I just wanted to mention that. I got it, but I haven't listened yet. So as, you know, as a book season 10 and 
you know, all these authors like email back and stuff and getting them all on the schedule and everything. Um, I was pulling up stuff and I just wanted to say, like, I know we haven't really like addressed this head on, but um, but Tessa is not coming back to the podcast. I spoke about it a little bit in um, Read Me Romance headquarters, but she posted up on her first personal Facebook page and she and I have talked about this and, you know, she said even like, she's like, how about, you know, I can come on the podcast and I can talk about it or we can make a video or something. And it literally is like, neither one of us have had a chance to schedule this in, but with her husband, uh, you know, not going back to work, she has to write full time for her publisher and for her self publishing commitments, and she's like, I just can't make it work, and so. And he was sick for a long time. He was sick guys. for a really. He was in the hospital for months. I know it was like, gosh, how, it was, I think it was like almost four months or something. He was in like ICU. They were like, prepare yourselves. He's not gonna make it. Like they basically told her, make sure his affairs are in order. So it really is a miracle that he made it through and he's okay. So, you know, they're still. I'm sure he still has physical therapy and all that stuff that goes along with, you know, his aftercare. But, you know, obviously, like, family is the most important thing. And this podcast takes up a ton of time. So in order to do it, you know, she said, she was like, well, I could come on and talk, but then I wouldn't be able to contribute to the work that goes into it. And she's like, that's just not fair. So, so we just said, no worries. And, um, you know, that I just wanted to let everybody know that, no, she's not coming back to Read Me Romance. I'm sorry you're stuck with just me and Mel, but mm-hmm. we promise to entertain you with lots of talks about Costco and emotional trauma and, you know, just Real Housewives. That's it. That's all we have. So, <laughs> Oh, Real Housewives? Did you know the All-Star season started? No. But I saw Tripp posted about somebody was selling a $1,500 candle. I was like, What? He said one of the real house. That was nuts. And they sold out. They weren't really $1,500. Oh, okay. They were like, I went to, because I was going to go buy one. What? No. No, no. I went, clicked, and I was like, oh, her candle's up. I'm going to go buy one. Yeah. And I clicked it, and the, the one wick candle yeah. was like 50 or 60 bucks. No. I swear to God. I was like, what? What? And they sold out, though. I was like, Jeez. What the fuck? But yeah, but no, they took all the housewives, like old housewives, they took like six or seven, I can't remember, and put them all in a house in Turks and Caicos. Yeah. Like six or seven of them for like a week. Mm -hmm. And like the first episode, they're on the plane, on the way there, one's already calling another one a bitch. (laughs) Who agreed to this? Who would agree to go to an island with a bunch of people you don't like? Well, some of them are friends. They're all housewives, so they all kind of know each other. Some are on the same season. Mm -hmm. So, oh, so it's, it's been, been fun. It's they been, dropped, I was gonna they say, dropped it's great three TV. episodes all at once. Ooh, girl, they reeled you in, didn't they? Yeah, like, they I'm did. in for it. <laughs> we finally watched Yellowstone the other night, and we, we had three episodes to watch. And then after it was over, I was just like emotionally, where's the next one? Like broken already. And we have to wait a <laughs> week, you know? It's hell. But um, I was talking to like a couple of my friends. We all watched the Great British Baking Show together. And um, Jessica Clare watches that show because I just read her book, The Christmas Cowboy, and it's inspired by the Great British Baking Show. So I text her and I'm like, oh my gosh, have you seen this season yet? And she said, no, I'm waiting to binge it. And I was just like, are you psychic? Like, are you okay? Who does that? Who can wait that long to binge it? Because it's so many weeks. I would have cracked like two days in. Okay. Do you ever do that? Do you wait and like build up episodes and then binge it? 
Are you an as Someone, they I release? I can do that. I can wait and build up a few episodes with shows I'm not madly in love with. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can do it for, like, Vanderpump Rules or uh-huh. something like that. And I'm like, well, whatever. When I get to it, I'll just watch three in a row. Yeah. But no, not for something I'm jonesing for. No. that like I The second the episode gets loaded, I actually, well, I take that take that back i don't watch it the moment it goes live because i want to wait till everybody goes to bed and then yeah. i want to watch it because i don't want to be interrupted because i've tried to do that where i'm like because the kids love this show and they're like let's watch it all together i'm like great and we sit down they're asking questions the whole time i'm like mm-hmm. you need to shut the fuck up okay i need to concentrate and see if their meringue is gonna stay okay or if it's gonna break <laughs> I need to see if this chocolate melts or this caramel sets. Like, it's a whole process, and I need to focus. So, anyways. But, yeah. So, we watched Yellowstone the other night. And it's I won't spoil it. I won't even talk about it. It's a great show. If you have not watched it, season one is a little rickety. Like, if I had only... If I had started with season one and watched, like, the first four episodes, I probably wouldn't have watched it. Like, watched, kept watching this show. But I just so happened to be in the kitchen when my husband had it on in the back. And I started to, like, do something. And I hear, heard them talking. I'm like, what is happening? And I sat down on the couch. And then I, that was it. I watched the rest of season one. And I was like, put on season two. Let's go. And so <laughs> it was like, I was immediately in it. So yeah. the first couple of episodes are just okay. And it's a little strange. but And you hate everyone. But as the show goes, the writing is so good. Because you hate everyone. You're like... This whole family's fucked up. Like, they're all assholes. But then you sort of get little pieces of everybody's story as the season goes. Yeah, and then goes. you realize why they're assholes. Oh, yeah. And, like, Beth Dutton is one of the – she has one of the best story arcs ever. Like, it's so good. So, if you haven't seen it, watch it. And if you watch it, you fucking know what I mean. She's amazing. And Rip is fine as fuck. So, I've got some – lady listener emails but before i do that i have a note i wanted to mention we are doing the elf's elfster christmas gift swap again this year um if you want access to it you have to get into read me romance headquarters um i just always like to tell people please 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 do not sign up for the elfster gifts exchange if you don't intend to give a gift even if you want to give a gift and it's in your heart like oh my gosh i want to do it but then you're like three weeks and you're like, oh my God, I forgot to send my gift. You don't do it. Yeah, you know, no, if no. you cannot make a purposeful mission to give someone a gift and receive a gift, don't do it because it's really upsetting to the people who don't get a gift and I can't do anything about it. It doesn't yeah. show me who their person is or their contact thing is. I just set it up and let it go. And the people that don't, that give and don't receive get really upset about it. So if you do want to do it, and join in. It was a lot of fun. I got some great stuff last year. I had a lot of fun spoiling my elf. So it, go join Read Me Romance headquarters in our Facebook group. And you can find the link in there. I'll set it up probably December 1st. So today is the, the second. So I just realized now. we're both wearing Christmas shirts. Uh, oh, shit, you are. That's right. Yeah, I'm wearing my one that says, like, Kevin. <laughs> I love the festive as fuck. That's great. That's beautiful. I yeah, don't wear ready. it out anymore because I've only worn it out like twice. Uh-huh. And each time people have stopped me and said something. So now it's a house shirt. What did they say to you? They're like, oh, that's so funny. Oh, I thought they were like offended. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would be afraid of that before anything that I'd like make somebody like, upset. This is too much of a 
talk to me shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I forgot to mention on Tuesday's episode how far my TikTok's gone. So let's just check real quick. I, I need to know. Like, I have to I have to follow and find out with the rest of us. 193,000. I'm there. I'm there. You know what? By the time this episode airs, I might be off the podcast. I might be only, I might be making my living off TikTok. You never know. (laughs) All right. I've got some great lady listener emails. So let's start with this first one. This is entitled relationship slash proposal. First time emailing. I found your podcast this past winter. I listen while walking my dog, driving to school and pretty much just all the time. I have fallen in love with you all. I love all the conversations you talk about. My hubby thinks I listen to porn all the time and does not like it, LOL. But I will never stop listening to you ladies. You were asking for proposal stories, but first here's a backstory on my relationship. If you want to skip to my proposal story, it's after the asterisk. Well, let's read the whole thing. Fuck it. I always dated guys who were assholes and douches. In my first job, in my first job, I gained a close guy friend named, we'll call him M., Um, And he had another friend, my hubby, who worked with us and I thought was a little awkward, lol. My friend M and I were close and eventually I became close with his friend, my husband, my now husband, and I would talk about all the troubles of my current boyfriend to him and my work friend M kept telling me I should date his friend. But I thought of him as only a friend. We all worked together for about four years. My hubby at work, he had to, my hubby at work, he had to wear black dress pants and a button up white dress shirt. I always thought he was hot, but not my type. But part of his job, he had to walk everyone out to their cars at night for safety. One night he walked me out and asked me if I'd go on a date with him. And it was awkward. I was on the spot. So I said, yeah, which we did on September 28th. The next couple of days after we had a date, He also walked me out of work and then said, bye, have a good night. I love you. (laughs) Must not have realized he said, I love you out loud. And I said, what did you say? He said, sorry, nothing. And it was red in the face. (laughs) Then he walked back inside. I love this. Oh, my God. We didn't talk for a while. Then I texted him and we started hanging out again all the time and finally started dating on December 28th. My hubby and I pretty much lived together, just not officially. On May 28th, the night before I had to work third shift and got home at 7 p.m. and had to go to my second job until 2 p.m. So I was really tired after, so I went to sleep. My hubby woke me up and said he had a surprise for me and told me to get up and put on clothes. He laid on the bed next to me, to which, to me, which was a dress. I barely slept and was crabby and told him, no, I'm not putting that on and said, just give, just give me or tell me what the surprise is. I was pissed he woke me up after working 16 hours and getting only a couple hours of sleep. I was supposed to, said, I've never had my husband tell me to get dressed. <laughs> I know, so I was getting undressed. <laughs> he said, please just put it on and come out in 15 minutes. I said no, and then went out of the bathroom half naked, and then was and he was sitting in the dining room table with lit candles, dim lights, two wine glasses, and a steak meal on the plate, on the table, which was my favorite. 
I was suspicious, but still mad and asked, this is what you woke me up for? He said, yeah, just sit down and eat. I said, I'm not hungry. Was this the surprise? He said, no. I turned her back and looked at something. This is so real. I know. I turned this back so and looked real. at something behind me and turned back at the table. And my husband was on one knee with a beautiful engagement ring. I felt like a piece of shit and didn't even give him a chance to ask the question. And I ran back into my bedroom and mad at myself crying. <laughs> My hubby came. This is the harshness of my fault. <laughs> my hubby came into the bedroom a couple of minutes later and asked me what's wrong, and finally asked if I would marry him. I apologized to him and just nodded my head yes while still crying. <laughs> he let me go back to sleep, and I ate my food later. We got married August twenty eighth, and now have been married for six years. If you didn't notice, twenty eight is our lucky number now. Hope you enjoyed this email. Reminder, not all proposals start good, but going on that first date and giving him a chance is the best decision I ever made, especially marrying my best friend. Anyways, thank you ladies for this amazing podcast and the great audiobooks. Thanks, AM. That is so real. You know, it's so real and I love that. She said she had a habit of dating assholes, so Uh it's what she was attracted to Mm -hmm. and she didn't even like subconsciously let this guy in, but it kind of just progressed on its own and then she got to fall yeah for her best friend she said yeah yeah i love it people seem to date the same kind of person over and over again and Mm -hmm. it's that nice when you don't realize you're falling in with somebody Mm -hmm. it's like oh this is actually a fucking good one why didn't i notice this Uh yeah oh that's so good i just i love all of that that was that was perfect great email chef's kiss all right, this one says, oh, this one actually ended up in the spam folder, and I found it because I deleted, I sent something to spam by mistake, and I had to go get it, and I, like, happened to see something that said, like, a thing on it, and I was like, oh, that's a real email. So, this one says, hey, y'all, I just want to thank you. I have just recently started listening to your podcast, so I know I'm not yet up to date, but I have already tried some books or genres that I was unsure about because of you. Keeping Daddy? up, Do what? Daddy? <laughs> Daddy, hello, Daddy. <laughs> Keeping in mind the only lines I've ever drawn are at a literal torture. I can get into dark, but if it's too dark, it's not for me. And too far into Daddy play, I have no desire to read about a guy's wiping. Wait, a guy's whip for a girl. Okay, I'm gonna read that. I just never thought I would be into the historical genre, but of course, y'all were right. It's great too. Today, I'm listening to the last book and Touch of Taboo from Katie Roberts. I was unsure about the series because I didn't know how I would feel about this first one. I had it marked in my to-read list, but didn't decide to actually go for it until you talked it up so much. It's Your Dad Will Do. I love, love, loved it. Oh my God, it was so hot and I may not have listened to it, but if you hadn't talked about it, if you hadn't talked it up so much. So thank you for, so thank you. And if you haven't read or listened to the rest of that series, do it. Oh my God. That second one is even better. The last is A Dad's Best Friend, which is always a go for me. Thank you for all your hard work. I love you guys and I love the podcast. It's great for winding down after an emotionally heavy read. I relate to you so much and make and you make me feel normal. I know I wouldn't get the shocked looks from y'all at the dirty profane things that come out of my mouth. Keep it up, XOXO. I love that. And it's so true. And I think that's one of the great things about this podcast is being able to try something mm-hmm. that you may have not. And it doesn't cost you anything to do it. Like you just, just listen to it. it's a shot. You're yeah. not 
investing little too much into it. And you know, and and you never know what's going to turn you on. And you're just like, well, there it is. <laughs> it's the truth. Sometimes you're me like, whoa, all right, I'm here. <laughs> I got an email and it's like just a couple of sentences and it says Apple TV solution. Hey ladies, just heard you talking about not being able to watch Ted Lasso because of Google TV. I used to have this issue as well until I started hooking up my laptop to the TV using HDMI cable. You can play the show on your laptop and it will display on your TV. Problem solved. Thanks for everything you guys do. Thanks, Jolene. So, she's right. I hadn't even thought about it. I her, didn't either. Right. I was like, that's fucking genius. Why didn't we discuss this? Like, I, I can't see the forest for the trees sometimes. Okay, Jolene? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for sending that email because it was necessary. All right. I've got one more and then we'll get back in the cat. All right. This says, it's entitled A Dirty Parting Gift. Um, Smut starts here. Don't say my name because it's a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they start like this. I recently had a mutual ending of things with my virtual dom. So I figured why not look back on a real, on a really dirty moment and share it with the group. We always had quote unquote sessions with each other after I got off work because he lives on the other side of the globe and our times are completely opposite. Anyways, the dirt, LOL. We do a lot of things and you'd think doing them over the phone wouldn't be as intense, but I'm here to say that is a lie. One time he commanded me to spread naked on the bed while he made me edge over and over again. He told me before we began that I wouldn't be allowed to come. Did that stop me from begging over the next hour? Not at all. I was saying whatever I thought he'd want to hear to try and win him over. He never breaks. And when he offered me a deal, I was shocked. The deal was I get to come, but only if I sang him happy birthday while he touched himself, while, while I touched myself. Right when he could hear me getting close, he said the magic word, come. My body exploded. Best orgasm I've ever had. I hope this sparks joy and a little excitement in fellow listeners. I figured the best parting gift for Tessa, as she said in the email we discussed earlier, that Tessa's not going to be with us in season 10. So she had, she had sent an email when she saw my comment. She said, I figured the best parting gift for Tessa would be an extremely dirty story because no one does dirty talk quite like her. We love you, Tessa. We're so happy with where you are and we'll miss hearing you cut up on a weekly basis. Extra love to Leah and Mel. Thank you so much for keeping the podcast going. We appreciate all your work. Love the secret sub. Oh, I love that. That's hot. I wonder about that. Like having a dom sub relationship that's only online. Like remember that didn't somebody email you something weird about what? Like they were emailing you and it was like he said he was a dom at the bottom or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's there's some there's some strange people out there that email read me romance. <laughs> <laughs> It's odd, though, because I don't get a lot of messages on Instagram from weirdos. Like, mostly I'll get, like, people who are like, we love your profile. Like, brand with us. Here's the discount code for, like, clothing or something weird. And it's like, be a, what is it, um, an influencer with us. I don't know. Like, there's cheap, there's weird stuff like that. But I don't get a lot of, like, weird messages. I do get some strange emails every now and then. I should just read them on here and embarrass the guys, so. We'll do that next time. <laughs> All right. So we've got the second installment of Cat Baxter Rules of the Friend Zone. Don't forget to check out her giveaway this week and her new releases, Merry Christmas, M A R R Y. That's a second chance marriage of convenience, curvy girl romance. 
and On His Naughty List, which is a sports romance slash curvy girl one night stand. I don't know literally what else you need to know about it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> so All in KU. All in Kindle Unlimited. Yes, go grab it. All right, we'll see you guys on the other side. Rule number four. Don't let coming come between you. Hyper. I can't believe I've just asked my best friend to fuck me, but I don't have time to be embarrassed or shocked by my behavior. His admission that I turned him on and then the physical proof of his erection pressed against my pussy short-circuited my brain. Lizard brain, sex brain, id, whatever you want to call it, I'm 100% in that mind frame. Dylan leans up and grips his cock. I will panic later when I fully comprehend the fact that I'm seeing my best friend's very hard, very long, and thick cock. Right now, though, watching him lubricate himself on my wet arousal is the hottest, sexiest thing I've ever seen. He notches himself at my entrance, then presses forward. It's been a long damn time since I've been with a man. And even then, it was just that one time. It had been short and terrible. Fuck, Piper, you're so tight. He freezes his forward motion and looks down at me. You're not a virgin, are you? I shake my head. No, it's just been a really long time. I'm okay, you're not hurting me. At least not in a bad way. He's stretching me and it's like this perfect pleasure pain. He nods. I'm just going to push all the way in. Yes, do that. I grip his shoulders as he thrusts into me. His body lowers and he kisses me. He doesn't move inside me yet, but his kiss leaves me breathless. I've been kissed before, but nothing has ever felt like this. Every slide of his tongue is like a pulse to my clit. I'm so turned on. It's ridiculous. It's probably why his big fat cock doesn't hurt. Because I'm so damn wet. I'm like a slip and slide down there. I chuckle and he breaks the kiss and looks down at me. What's so funny? I was thinking about how wet you make me. His brows raise. And that's funny. Thinking of myself as a backyard water slide is. He pulls out almost completely out of my body then. It feels amazing how wet you are. He thrusts back into me. Oh, wow, I say because I am super eloquent and poised. Y'all should be jealous. You're squeezing my dick so good, Socks. God damn it, I'm not going to last. It's okay, I already came. Fuck that. He shifts our bodies slightly, pulling one of my legs up, and it puts him at a new angle. With every push forward, the head of his dick bumps my G-spot. Pleasure radiates through my body, and I swear if he makes me come like this, I'm going to break apart. Maybe I won't have to survive the death-inducing orgasm. Maybe he'll come first and I'll live to fuck him again. What the hell am I even saying? He bends forward and licks my nipple. 
then sucks it into his mouth. I know I am probably scratching his back all up to hell, but the whole G-spot, nipple, click combo is breaking me. That's it, Piper, he croons. This pussy was made for me. I can feel you're close. You're squeezing my dick so good. Fuck, I need you to come. Again, he sucks my nipple into his mouth and that shatters me. I lean my head back against the pillow and scream his name. The climax is intense and full-bodied and I think I might pass out. Maybe I am actually dying. But then he jerks inside me and calls out my name while he comes. His gorgeous eyes look down into mine and we ride out the rest of our climax locked like that. It's intense and perfect and terrifying. That was incredible, he says. He leans down and kisses my cheeks, then my nose, then finally my lips. It's a sweet, tender kiss that brings tears to my eyes. He slowly pulls out of my body, then leaves to go into the bathroom. I just lay there, staring at the ceiling and wondering what the hell just happened. Dylan steps back into the room completely naked and I can't help but stare at his perfect body. It's on my lips to ask him how I managed to turn him on. I mean, I'm like captain of the awkward team. I'm not thin or svelte. I've got cellulite and I'm pretty sure my boobs are uneven. He pulls the covers back and uses a warm, wet rag to wipe me between the thighs. If he wasn't so tender, it would be embarrassing. Instead, it's just sweet and kind of perfect. Once he's rid himself of the rag, he crawls into bed behind me, and this time he pulls me flush to his body, his big spoon to my little spoon. I know the panic will likely hit me at some point, but right now I'm so sated and happy and tired that I just close my eyes and let sleep take me. I wake up to realize three things. One, it's crazy cold in the house. Two, Dylan has some serious morning wood drilling into my ass. Three, holy fuck, I had sex with my best friend. Yep, panic has hit. I knew it would. Dylan makes a sexy sound in his throat and presses his dick against me. I slide away and slip out of the bed, then scurry into the bathroom. I relieve myself, then sneak back out to his room where I steal a giant hoodie and sweatpants because I can actually see my breath that's so cold. I'm pulling on a pair of socks when his eyes open and find me across the room. I laugh awkwardly because, yep, that's what I do. That was so crazy last night, wasn't it? I mean, who knew cabin fever would hit that quickly? Also, I don't think the power is on because it's really cold in the house. I borrowed some of your clothes. I hope that's okay. I just didn't think it'd be warm enough in my own stuff. I squeeze my eyes shut for a moment. I wonder if it's still snowing. I'll go check. Then I bolt out of the room because I'm a coward. But what if he regrets it? What if in the cold, 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 very cold light of the day, he realizes what we did and everything between us changes? I mean, we'll go back to the way things were eventually. 
It'll probably help that I'm moving to Corpus to work for my brother Brooks's green energy company. I peer out the front window to find a winter wonderland. It's breathtaking and weird all at the same time. Normally this time of year we have brown grass or depending on how cold it's gotten and if we've gotten rain, sometimes green grass. Right now though, everything is covered in inches of powdery white stuff. Even as I stare at the pretty snow, my mind wanders back to last night. The way he touched me. The way he kissed me. The sounds he made while he was moving inside me. I can't pretend that this won't break my heart. I can't pretend anymore that I'm not in love with Dylan. At least, I'll get to have the memory of one amazing night in his arms. But part of me is afraid that that will never be enough. Rule number five. Know when it's time to man up and tell her that you're in love with her. Dylan. I've known Piper long enough to know she is completely freaking out. I find her standing in front of the picture window that overlooks my small front lawn. Her arms are wrapped around her middle, and she's wearing my clothes, and everything about that is perfect. I move to stand next to her and stare at the snow. That has got to be at least half a foot, I say. She nods without glancing at me. So are we going to talk about this? I ask. I was kind of thinking we'd just deal with the awkwardness for a bit more. Then I'm about to move and at some point things will just smooth over. She turns to face me and gives me a half-wince, half-smile. She's fucking adorable. Is that what you want? To just pretend nothing happened between us? Her head falls back and she blows out a breath. <sighs> I don't know, Dylan. I'm terrified that we fucked everything up. She looks back at my face, searching me for something. Last night was... God, it was just amazing. But don't you think something would have happened between us before if this were a thing? She motions her hand between our bodies. I shake my head. Not necessarily. Piper, people are not together until they're together. What does that even mean? It's like going swimming. You're not wet until you get in the pool. Yesterday morning, we were just friends. Last night, we got in the pool. Her face squishes in confusion. I think you're mixing your metaphors. I probably am. What are you saying, Dylan? That you want to be friends with benefits? She tosses her arms up and walks away from me, going into the kitchen. There's nothing to do in there, since the power is out and we can't use the coffee pot. Want me to boil some water? I ask. She shakes her head. I need you to answer my question because I don't know what you're saying. I'm about to move three hours away, so we have an affair while I'm still here and then things cool off when I'm gone? Is that what you want? I swallow and try not to let my frustration show. She's scared, I know she's scared, but damn it, she's not hearing me. I walk to her and grip her biceps. No, that's not what I want. Her eyes close and she nods. Maybe I should just go. She tries to pull away. First of all, there's nowhere for you to go. 
The roads are all closed and there's more snow coming in the next hour or so. You're stuck with me. Secondly, you interpreted what I said incorrectly. She glares at me. Oh, did I? You can read my mind now? Of course I can. You're my best friend. I know you better than anyone. I know your facial expressions, how you get those little lines between your brows when you're trying to figure something out. I know that you are addicted to sugar and you compensate by eating salads every day for lunch. I know that you have approximately 380 pairs of knee socks that drive me fucking insane. And I know that when I just told you I didn't want to have a friends with benefits affair with you, that what you heard was that I don't want to be with you. That is totally what you said, she yells. No, what I said is that I don't want to have an affair with you and then let things cool off. This is why I don't date. Men are confusing. Then let me make things completely clear for you. I am in love with you, Piper. I don't want to have an affair with you because an affair has an expiration date. I want to have you forever. I cup her cheeks, then slide my hands up into her hair, making sure she's looking in my eyes when I say, I want to be your forever. Her mouth opens, then closes. She frowns at me and shakes her head so that my hands fall free from her hair. You just decided this today. I let you in my pants and now you're in love with me? Come on, Dylan. I'm not an idiot. Love doesn't work that way. It didn't happen last night. It's been happening since the day we met. She pushes me back so I have to drop my hands from her arms. Oh, really? While you were dating Kimber? She practically spits out my ex's name. You were falling in love with me? Actually, yes. It's part of the reason I broke up with her. Her arms go over her chest. Sure, that makes total sense. You broke up with the perfect cheerleader because you started falling for your younger, nerdy programming tutor? I stare into her eyes and nod. That's exactly what I'm saying. And there was nothing perfect about Kimber. She was self-centered and immature and selfish. Piper shakes her head, refusing to believe me. I hold my hand out to her. Come with me, Socks. I want to show you something. She looks down at my hand and then slowly sets her palm in mine. I link our fingers and lead her back to my bedroom. When we reach the doorway, she pauses. I don't know if this is a good idea, she says, shaking her head. Piper, look at me. I tilt her chin up so I can see her brown eyes. Trust me. She takes a shaky breath and then nods. So I lead her the rest of the way into my room. I pat the bed, hop up, and take a seat. Then I drop to my knees and pull out the box that hides underneath my bed frame. What are you doing? I want to show you something. I finally pull out the sketchbooks, the ones even she hasn't seen. Then I get up on the bed with her. I put the first one in her lap. There are a few loose sheets at the front. I open the book. These first ones are from when we first met. You know, when you had to tutor my dumbass. It didn't take me long to figure out you'd be a favorite subject, 
so I gave you your own sketchbook. She flips through the drawings, one page at a time. The transition of my drawing skills is subtle, but one thing that remains the same in all my illustrations of Piper, she's always a perfect blend of superhero and pinup girl. About halfway through the book, she looks up at me. Tears spill from her beautiful eyes. Is this how you see me? I cup her face. Yeah, Socks, that's how I see you. You're fierce and strong and beautiful. I pick up the second book and flip through it quickly until I find the one I'm looking for and hand it to her. This is the day I knew I was falling in love with you. Rule number six. Acknowledge that friends make the very best lovers. Piper. My eyes are blurry with tears which is messing up my glasses. I take them off and Dylan grabs them, cleaning them on his t-shirt before handing them back. He thumbs away my tears and I stare at the page in front of me. The drawing is slightly different than his most recent ones. He's improved with this technique, but his style is pretty well the same. Hand-drawn, hand-colored, old-school comic book style, only better, bolder, and with crisper details. It's me, as all the other ones he's shown me have been. Tall and thick, he doesn't hide my hips or thighs or my big boobs or my glasses. These are still cat-eye ones, but they're red the color I wore two years ago. In the picture, I'm wearing a vintage Atari shirt with a plaid skirt and black knee-high socks with kitten ears at the knees and wide eyes and whiskers drawn on. My expression is full of sass and I'm smirking. It's definitely me, but a me I've never seen before. But he says this is how he sees me. Fierce, he said. Strong and beautiful. I look up into his stupid, handsome face. Why didn't you ever say anything? He lifts a shoulder. I was afraid, I guess. Didn't want to rock our boat. Didn't want to scare you away. And sure as fuck didn't want to hear you say you didn't feel the same. I swallow hard. You love me? Yes, yeah, Socks, I love you. His grin is the same cocky smile that I fell in love with and there's blatant affection in his gaze. Well, this sucks, I say. He jerks back like I struck him. You know how people have been saying for years that we're going to end up together? Now we're never going to hear the end of it. He searches my face, then cups my cheeks and leans in for a kiss. Before our lips touch, I ask, What do we do about me moving? I'll come with you. But what about your house? You can't sell it. This is such a great historic neighborhood. So I'll rent it or find someone to renovate it for me. I can feel his warm breath on my face and I shiver in response. What will you do about your job? Piper? Yeah? Shut up. Then he kisses me. His lips are tender at first and then his tongue slides against the seam of my mouth. I open for him. Our tongues touch and my entire body lights up with desire. One thing is for certain. Our chemistry is undeniable. 
That, combined with our genuine friendship and history, is the perfect combination for a happily ever after. This has been Rules of the Friend Zone by Cat Baxter, read for you by Daniel Morrison. So, up next week, we've got B.B. Reed. She was adorable when we had an extra week at the end. Cause we was like, oh, you know, maybe we could do a couple during Christmas. We'll just post some up and then we'll take a break, you know, until after the new year. And I just messaged her and I was like, hey, do you want to do a podcast again? And she was like, absolutely. I'll give you a book tomorrow. Like just <laughs> boom, done. Like super excited, super ready. She's like, let me know when I can tell everybody. I was like, you can tell people now. <laughs> I don't care. And she's like, done. Told my group. We're good. <laughs> like she's in it. So She's super great. We've had her on the podcast. She was way back a couple of seasons ago. But if you have not experienced BB Reed, you are in for a fucking treat. She's so good. I love so following good. her on Facebook and just She's seeing her best. random comments. Yes. She posts the best shit, on, especially on Instagram and stuff, too. Make sure you come back for that. I do want to say thank you, Kat, so much for bringing your book to us this week. I just love interacting with her. She's super sweet. Like, she's great, especially on Instagram and stuff. I know you can get a skewed perspective of people through Instagram, but just emailing and talking to her stuff, she's so, so nice. So it was great to have a new voice, too, on the podcast and somebody I hadn't read before. So this has been awesome. That's it. Guess tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine, or you could sit back, relax, and unwind and read.